0: L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code program.
2: Do I feel comfortable Quitting my job is the same feel that I have for, do I feel comfortable with betting this much money? Because it's like, these are all bets that are in my head around the same kind of thing.
3: You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Michaela matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to the show. We are kicking off August with the first interview since I went on maternity leave. And today we are back with a check-in with our entrepreneur in residence, Lisa Pagrum. You guys were introduced to Lisa in July of 2019 in episode 155 to be exact. So if you haven't heard that, go back, give it a listen. Lisa is a data scientist that launched a cutting edge home laser for melanated skin. She has built a career in analytics and is currently in pursuit of her Ph.D. at Columbia, where she studies metacognition and data sciences. Lisa is the founder of Bell 51. Bell 51 is a company dedicated to the specific walls of black and brown skin. Bell 51's Soleil Laser is the first home laser therapy device that can achieve rapid clearing results at home for all skin types, particularly black and brown tones for whom existing laser technology has, until now, been ineffective or unsafe. At the time of our last conversation, she had launched her business, Bell51, and was able to share her experiences with sales so far, that delicate balance of managing inventory on a high-end product, interfacing with customers and their questions, working with manufacturers, and more. At the end of the interview, she had goals to come back and give us updates on things like her new marketing approaches and all of that. So let's jump right in with Lisa and find out if she achieved her goals and the updates in her business since launching one year ago. So Lisa, welcome, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing
2: good. I am happy and blessed and stressed. (laughs)
3: i love that aren't we all aren't we all you
2: you know the two can coexist
3: you guys like when people are stressed it doesn't mean they don't know they're blessed all right so (laughs) we did not get to convene with you since our last chat Um, It's been a while. It's been since like November, right? Yeah. And we were supposed to check in before that, but we're checking in now. And it's been a year. It's been a year since Bell51 launched. Now today, I want to know what's going on. So last time we spoke, you were a full-time student at Columbia in a PhD program, data science, as well as managing your side hustle for of Bell51. So give us an update. What's happened since the
2: last time we connected? Are you still doing both? What's going on? Yeah, so I'm still doing, everything's still the same. So I'm still doing um, the PhD program, um, doing my research, and then I'm still doing um, data science work full-time, and I'm still doing the uh, company, and I am hoping to give up one of them at some point, but uh, we've, done, we've done a lot. So, I mean, in this past year, uh, since the last time we talked especially, we've gotten a new member who has joined the team, and she works part-time, and she's a material science engineer um, who's actually going to UVA for her master's um, grad student and she's um, on the team helping us uh, with the development of, of some of our new products and uh, we are taking classes and learning how to video edit and we are trying to do more marketing <laughs> and promotions and just trying to balance it all and definitely have grown a lot as far as revenue goes so I think that some of the things that we've we, the pros and cons and, you know, the things that we've learned from in the cons department have helped us to grow. So just still doing all of the things, trying okay. to let one of them go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to let something go so you can focus more time on Bell 51. Yes. Yeah. I want I wanted to be able to do that because I still, like I said, I still work full time in the data science and that takes up a lot of time, especially with coronavirus. And so because the company is a health related company, so, uh, doing a lot of research in that department. And so it's like kind of taken away from my research and taken away from as much energy as I, I mean, I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of energy, spent a lot of hours per week working period. So it's not like I'm not putting in normal hours, but I would love to put in, you know, my whole day <laughs> right. on, on like Dell 51. So Got it. Well, that's a that's huge that you were you were able to hire somebody.
3: The team is growing. I did not know that part. In addition, you have launched some amazing new products since we last spoke. Um, walk us through all the products
2: Bell 51 now offers and what they each do. So we have a um microneedling tool. And I mean it, microneedling microneedling is not like a new thing, but the fact that we're offering esthetician grade uh uh, devices that automatically do it. There's a lot of trial and error that comes along with the microneedling tools. Um, and so it basically is an automated one. So you just kind of glide it over your skin and it does that for you. And we pick the two um, heads that go on to the microneedling tool. We pick the best ones that uh, would work best on, on a lot of the skin issues that African-American skin and brown skin deal with. Mm-hmm. So you know we we have that th- that one, and then we have also launched recently the serum that goes with that, but it's a good serum in general so it's a black seed oil serum um, it also has grapeseed oil it also has um, some vitamin c for fading, um hyperpigmentation um it also has geranium oil so these are all the reason why I'm using these oils is because it helps with the uh, the j u a eighty five which is the name of the microneedling tool it helps it to glide over the skin easily, but then also it's anti-inflammatory. So any type of, um, acne issues you have, eczema issues you have, um, basically can be, you know, this serum can be used on it and really help to clear the skin and even the skin out. And then it also, uh, does stop, um, a lot of the issues. And especially if you suffer from acne, that's a result of like oils or buildup of the skin. This is actually one of the lighter oils that is antimicrobial, so it takes away that. So we have those two new products and then we also have the first product that we launched, which is to Solay Laser, for um, just hyperpigmentation in general. So the micro tool, I forgot to go into why it's good for you, but it's good for you because it gets, it gets rid of stretch marks. Um, it produces collagen and reproduces collagen. Um, and it's, it's a way to get down to the deeper level. So like I said, stretch marks, scarring, pitted scarring. So you know, if you have like really bad acne at one point and you may have some kind of rough patches, it evens that out. And then it, it does also treat some hyperpigmentation and um, some of the other you know, larger pores, other things like that, wrinkles. So it, it is a, like an a all-encompassing tool. So I, you know, I, I love, I love all of them so far. <laughs> so yeah. I'm very excited. And what was the process like of bringing these new products to market? Uh, research and, um, you know, making sure that, so, I mean, it's always research, right? So, but it's, it's also finding the people who can make, your dream come to you know fruition so i mean i'm dealing with three different manufacturers for these different products i'm not going through the same people because um you know they they don't all um specialize in the same thing so finding someone who could create the serum that i actually really wanted um and finding someone who had you know the type of of um, engineers and manufacturers who could produce like the the different needle types that I wanted for the JUA eighty five um, device, and so it's just uh, I think finding those people was like the, the hardest step, and then talking them through your designs. I am a key like advocate for fiber. A reason why because I'm able to get like a lot of good design um, design uh, packaging design from from a lot of the uh, highly rated and top you know, top rated people on on the Fiverr network. So I was able to get a lot of my packaging and design done through Fiverr. And, you know, that was a great resource for me. And um, like I said, research for all the ingredients and all the things that I actually Want to do so? I know that and making sure that they like actually work. Yeah, make sure they, they yeah test. testing all that on myself and you know giving them my sister and everyone in my family. So you know, it's just like there's the steps and um you know making sure that that you know if this device that I found is FDA cleared. That's always an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the number one. And people will always be like, is this FDA cleared? I'm like, yes, it is. Like I made sure. You know, um so that's and that's also something. Probably we'll probably talk about it later, but it's it's like a huge deal. Um, This FDA clearance is like a big, big thing. Um, Any new product
3: you get, you know. So at what stage does that even happen? We can get into it a bit now. I mean, um, I'm assuming that when you develop something you need to see your prototype, right? And then you need to send it back or at least say, here are all the ways I want to improve. So how many cycles of that do you go through before you are able to say, okay, now this I can bring to market and, and I can send off for the FDA
2: to approve it? Is yeah. that how it works? Well, yeah, you have to do so. Like the FDA is kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like the man. Um, so <laughs> they're not really like, they're not, uh, they're not, they don't help you conduct anything. You don't like send it to them and then they like, go over it you have to well I mean send it back to the manufacturer uh but then at what point does the FDA approval come in yeah so you so you send it back to the manufacturer you probably go through like three iterations at the minimum um they could go up to five between like the effectiveness of it or and then the packaging and design and of of the actual device so between that those two things there'll be like at least three to five back and forths and then after that then you have to, either they have the FDA approval already um, on their side, depending upon whether they've sold this device or, or tried to, you know, sell it before. So they might've already gotten it. So in some cases you might be lucky where you don't have to go through the process, but if you are trying to do it from scratch, then you have to document it. And there's like lots and lots of forms. Um, It's very similar to like a patent process in the sense that you have to like document a whole bunch. Um, so I'm, I'm actually in the middle of doing that process now for the, for the hair removal laser that I, um, am in the middle of working on, which I haven't talked about yet, but (laughs) it is, it's from scratch and basically I'll have to do clinical trials and all that. And it's super expensive. Um, so yes, that's, that's just, you know, one part of it.
3: Now, how, if at all, has adding all of these new products affected revenue? Has it increased because you have more offerings? You know, I'm always curious about that.
2: Yeah, I was, I was, I was scared to do it at first because I was like, you need to focus on because you always hear you focus on what you have first, see if you can get that to where you want to go before you start adding stuff. But actually, adding stuff has increased the revenue because people have choices. Um, A laser in general is very scary to a lot of people, so they're just like, how about something that's like not. (laughs) <laughs> that. So I, um, was glad that I, you know, gave an opportunity or option for people to try another type of skin device that works for hyperpigmentation and, um, and also helps with a lot of other issues. So I'm glad that, you know, it's, it, they overlap in some cases, and then there's a lot more that the microneedling tool can help with. So I'm you know, thankful that, you know, it's a kind of like, I'm offering some new, some useful, uh, devices in new ways. So I, it definitely did help um, to increase the revenue because it's it's filling in that gap.
3: Oh, good. And then as it relates to inventory, one of the things we talked about last time is that delicate balance between when you have a premium product, between having um, products on hand and waiting to order because they're expensive, right? So how how are you now balancing with three products?
2: So it is, so I ordered a crazy amount of my serum. So I'm stocked up with that, but as, and I should be for a little while, but as far as my main two devices, it has been like a crazy, crazy balancing act. Like I don't know. So I keep underestimating myself at times as well. So it's like, who wants to sit with like a million, (laughs) <laughs> you know, pieces of your product and then like not sell. But then who also wants to miss out on a whole bunch of sales because people want the product to be in stock. So, I mean, trying to get around that hump is, you know, I offer pre-ordering. Um, so if I sell out and I'm waiting for the new stuff to come, then I, you know, allow people to pre-order it before it gets here. The issue that comes along with that is that when when the actual product arrives, it's like basically 75% sold out. Um, so it's just, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really still getting the hang of it and and trying to, have more faith. I think it's just having more faith in myself at a certain point. It's like realizing that you need to scale up and you need to order double what you ordered before. And that's a scary concept to, you know, if you have something in stock and you are spending like a lot of money for each piece, it's not like I'm buying. What's a, well, so what's a, a typical order? Like, um, the,
3: the the amount rise so is this like five thousand and you're like it's scary to think of putting
2: down ten or fifteen no 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 like at this point it's closer to ten thousand and mm-hmm. it's like okay like what you really need to be doing is putting twenty thousand dollars down but I don't mm-hmm. it's, it's so scary <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's just like I don't like to do I don't want to do but, that but you got
3: <laughs> it I mean yeah. yes you do you do um, <laughs> have to have that but I get it I I trust me I have not you know put down twenty thousand just like that on a product for my business yet so it is I definitely understand that and I could see it's one of those bets that I mean you are there you're 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 there and um excuse me y'all I'm having a, a mid-interview pep talk with my best friend
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah so I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this though at what stage do you bet bigger um, so what do you think it will take for you to feel comfortable betting that big?
2: Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm thinking a few thoughts. One of them being that I wanted to have a, a monthly recurring revenue that was consistent, that was mm-hmm. equivalent to my salary, you know, per recommendations from Nikala. Um But also <laughs> uh, I also wanted to um, like make sure that, that yeah, like that, that, that this was, So it's kind of like the same feel. It's like, do I feel comfortable quitting my job? Is the same feel that I have for, do I feel comfortable with betting this much money? Because it's like, these are all bets that are in my head around the same kind of thing. So I don't know what it's, in order to to do that, I think I just need maybe like one or two more, more months of this. It's been four months and I'm so scared of this bubble, this coronavirus pandemic bubble where I feel like people, their eyes are glued in to, you know, social media or, you know, people are open to trying things and are, so I'm, I'm just kind of fearful because I'm, I don't want to bet on something that could be, you know, a conditional. So if I could, if, if, if coronavirus it is like, if coronavirus ends and, and, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just so scary. And it's, I don't know. No, I get it. And, and, you know, only you who
3: are the head of the business, the founder, the CEO, only you can make that call. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned coronavirus. So how has the pandemic affected your business?
2: It's affected it uh, like really well because I'm able to interact with people. Um, people are like really con- like really want to have these one on one meetings. Talk to me. Um, we talk on DM all the time. I talk to my, my customers like very often. Um, and it's like, I'm able to build these relationships because people are not super busy. So they have the time to kind of read up on your product. Like, you know, they're just kind of glued into social media, glued into a lot of the, um, you know, the, the things that you put out there versus before what it would just kind of breeze over their heads because it's just like, I have too much to do I'm at home. I have like, um, and I want to spend my free time with my friends. But at this point, it's like everybody kind of has some time where they're just perusing the Internet or, you Mm -hmm. know, like looking up things. So I I love that I'm getting some more organic growth and there's like word of mouth and I get to interact with my customers more. So I haven't e-commerce specifically for me has not been a bad thing during this pandemic. Um, But I do worry that that's why I'm worried because I feel like, oh, what if, you know, this ends and, you know, it's it's just having faith. It's just having faith. Mm -hmm. So it's just obviously a struggle of mine is like having the, the, that security that, yeah, you know, everything well, I mean, it's,
3: it's it's smart to wonder what's going to happen like, you know, will we be in a recession? Will people stop purchasing things? Like, what does that look like? Everyone has to kind of be cautious and make sure they have some cash. <laughs> they have some cash, some liquid and some savings. Um moving into the future. At the same time, it is so fortunate that you can be one of the businesses that are seeing an increase in business during a global pandemic, because um, not everyone is able to to see that same jump. So some some businesses are shutting down, and it's so scary. And then when you, you do see business, you're like, is this a fluke? Is this going to last? So I completely get you. And, and I think doing what you're doing, being cautious, researching, and, um, just watching the trends before you make any sudden moves is the best thing you can do.
2: I was going to say something else about that too, is that I was a little scared um, because I've been putting so much money into this other product. So the hair removal laser that I'm trying to build. Right. Yeah. So like I've been putting a lot, so I've been putting like a house down payment on this, this, I have three engineers who are working on this in China, like full time um, and they're developing this and it is scary to be like building this whole product from scratch. Right. And it's like, you know, you just don't know if, if it's, if it's gonna pan out well at the end. So then, then I'm over here, doing well in the business, but it's also scary because it's like, so should I bet on over here too? Like Mm -hmm. my security blanket, should I use that? Like, um, you know? So, yeah. So both of those things are like, the right. I'm so proud
3: of you, but I'm also so excited (laughs) because yes, I would love to be able to do at home laser removal that works for us. I know there's some products on the market, but I, the people I see reviewing it are not as dark as me and I'm just not about to try
2: that. <laughs> they always say dark skin and then you see and you're like and i'm like wait is is, like, like I'm looking, I'm <laughs> looking youtube
3: reviews waiting to see and i'm like nope 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 can't yeah. do it so yeah. i think it's going to be so worth it i will be your first customer but i know it's also very scary it's needed though it's it's needed and that is why i love talking to you and featuring you as an entrepreneur in resident, because we we don't often get to see just the sacrifice and the investment that it takes to bring a, pr- a premium physical product, beauty product, technology product to life. Um, what's the
2: timeline on something like that? Like, wh- what phases are you going through? So um, we're still engineering everything at this point. So there's like circuitry because we have a touch screen on it. I want it to be wireless. I'm like putting everything into this. So I'm like, I need it so that people can just like they don't they just charge it and then you know. So I have like all these things that I want, um, and so every aspect requires, you know, maybe like a week or two. Some of them are advanced products because I'm taking this huge laser that is usually used in a dermatologist's office and yeah. sh- shrinking it down to a small size. There's physics about that, that has to be um, addressed. So uh, like getting um, this heat produced by, for example, and, and getting the radiator size on the, on the laser to be, um, to radiate the heat that comes off of the laser and in such a small device. So there's like, there's all types of things that happen um, in developing this that issues you run into or um, so it's just, I mean, by the end of, it should be done. It was supposed to originally be done by the end of August. Um, it was started in early June. So it's going to be a three month project. And then um, I think it's probably going to be pushed out to the end of September. And it was never even going to go to market until next year. I've been telling everybody next year because I still have to go through the FDA process where, you know, they do the testing and I have to prove that this is either similar to another product that's on the market. Meaning like you guys have already approved these other NDI uh, hair removal lasers. Mine is very similar or is this basically the same, but smaller. But then I got to go through that trying to say, trying to convince the FDA that it's similar, but then I got to convince, um, like got to convince the patent office that it's different. Cause I kind of want to see if I can get a patent on this. So so those are the two things that I'll be working on over the next year after, you know, after September ends and I hopefully have the product, then I'll still be going, dealing with like the paperwork, essentially. Yeah.
3: And I, I you know, really appreciate you sharing this with us, the Psy Puzzle Pro community. I know some people will be scared, too, but when you see how much work goes into it, like there are not a lot of people who are going to invest tens of thousands of dollars to do what it do what needs to be done to bring a product like this to market. Like you you might have the idea, you might think it's cool, but when you see what goes into it, it really,
2: really takes um, fortitude and money, money. <laughs> and, <time. laughs> it <does take> money. <laughs> and the thing is though, like, I'm not even scared because like you're saying it like, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> someone reached out to me the other day and this is just like a side note, but someone reached out to me the other day and was asking me for advice because they wanted to start their company. And I know you deal with this often. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to tell me, uh what his product was. He just was like, you know, I, it's proprietary. And it's gonna be the greatest like, thing ever. <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. And I'm like, because that's one thing you do learn is that like, hmm. I mean, some people can take offense because I I mean I don't take offense to it, but I do know that, you know, you talk to the wrong person and they might think like, why would you think that I would steal your stuff like I'm an honest person? But another thing is that it takes effort to get yeah. these things to, 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 happen. So it's like, I'm not going to, I mean, someone would have to start from the right. same position that I'm starting. At they right. would
3: have to drop what they're doing to say, okay, that idea is better. Let me go do that. And like,
2: yeah. Yeah. And also, also I have, um, there's easy, there's an easy process. of so the patent process, there's like the full patent process, but mm-hmm. if you just want a patent pending, it's something you can do by yourself. So we're doing that now. So we're going to just do the patent pending process that lasts for a year Mm-hmm. Before you can, so then you, you don't even have to go through the whole patent, like, yeah, big, big, huge patent right. process. You can just do a provisional patent first for Damn. you. Dropping
3: keys. And you know what's interesting, too, about what you say? Um, because I think there's also a school of thought like, I need to come up with something like completely different than anything you've ever seen. And that point about the FDA literally wants to see that it's similar to something else to like put it in context to, to also make sure it's safe and say, Oh, this is already out there. So while we're focused on making something different, it, it actually is smarter to make something that's kind of already out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is is because I mean, at least for FDA approval, because they, yeah, yeah, they, if you have something brand, brand new, then that will cost Mm -hmm. you upwards of a million dollars to get that on the market. Brand, wow. brand new yeah because they're like what is this like it can kill people no so no, they just like literally no. will not you have to like show like a year of research um and all types of things so okay yeah it's a hard hard process so i'm hoping so, they will recognize that <laughs> not, yes. cannot classify me
3: well we'll keep our fingers we'll keep our prayers up yeah so now speaking of processes um let's talk about the education, customer education piece. We always have to get back to this, especially now that you have more products. So we talked about how it can be a learning curve for people to understand what um, you know this laser does or what the microneedling tool does. How are you now approaching helping people to get up to speed as quickly as possible?
2: Yeah. So I, I try to About uh, I created a quiz um, on my on my webpage. I got a developer to create a skin tool quiz, which essentially people fill out what things they're dealing with, and then they get a, a device. Basically, at the end, that says like, well, they don't get the device, but they get the suggestion um, of what device to buy um, for their skin problems. So it's like, are you pregnant right now? Are you um, do you have hyperpigmentation? Are you concerned with stretch marks? Are you like I just basically go through the gamut of questions of Are you on Accutane Are you you know, anything that I could possibly think of that would be related to skin. And then it suggests which product of our two um, products uh, they should use. And um, I also do these one on one sessions with people. Um, It's a part of uh, this, especially with the Soleil laser. So if they um, are are interested, they can upgrade for like an extra like twenty dollars and get a one on one session with me. And I don't really limit it. I don't know how scalable this is, and maybe mm-hmm. it will be scalable at some point. Um, I but- can already tell you that one-on-one session needs to be like a hundred x.
3: Twenty dollars, girl.
2: No, because it's fifteen minutes, yeah. so it's okay. only fifteen okay. minutes. So okay. I mean, I, ten, I just see ten minutes. It. Ten minutes. Ten okay. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <I'm>
3: <laughs> I mean, this is valuable. You got you are you are you know juggling a PhD a full-time like side gig uh, actual job. I mean, and, um, so yeah.
2: <laughs> you're right. You're right. And it's like probably not scalable. Um, and I would lo- I mean, I do YouTubes as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then I do my live that I said I would do the <laughs> last time I said, I'm going to do it make sure I do it. So I've been doing it. It's, it's like what the summers, uh, self-care series, so, yes. like Sunday self-care series. So we do that when we talk about it and we answer questions there, but, Uh, I think I've been trying to keep the lines of communication open so that people can ask me any questions they really have. I do see that. I do see that you're doing that.
0: l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o soldejanero.com and use the code ACAS 10 for 10% off.
2: Now
3: let's get into the marketing because I see you doing your thing with marketing, um, going live, posting more. What are some of the changes you've implemented since we last spoke?
2: So I have been posting more. I try to post at least like once, twice a day. Um, And then also I've uh, been posting more videos of the content that I've been posting because supposedly Instagram wants to, you know, be different and wants to be, you know, all about videos versus being about pictures anymore. So the algorithm picks up on videos, I guess, more than photos. Um, so I've been trying to do that. Um, I have been, um, doing, actually learning the, the Facebook manager, uh, through, uh, a couple of courses and trying to understand how, you know, to, to run ads on, on both on Instagram and Facebook and, um, I'm trying to think of other marketing that I do. I mean, those are the main things that I can think of that I've been focusing my energies on right now. Um, yeah, I think those that's about it for now. Uh, might come up with something else later.
3: <laughs> I think that's so it.
2: You, you mentioned
3: the last time we spoke that you wanted to create a weekly time to go live, show yourself using your laser plus the results. Have you done that? How's it going?
2: I do. So I do, I go live. Like I said, I do this. So at first it was going to be a self-care Sunday because I love insecure. And I was like, Oh, I love that idea. I'm going to do self-care Sundays too. And so I um, sold that and decided <laughs> that I was going to do that every Sunday and have everyone. I, my, my grand scheme was that the people who have their devices would be using it at home. And if they were walking through it with me, then I'd be guiding them through it. It'd be like a one-on-one tutorial. And then they could like ask me any questions. Hey, I'm running into this issue at this current moment. Like, I don't know what setting to put it on or I'm scared about this or whatever. So it was a way for them to walk through using their tools, but it also has been a way for me to kind of market because people have, a lot of people have joined who haven't used the products yet. And so they get to see me use it and they get to, they not only see the results that I post from my use of them, but they also get to see it in live action and ask questions along the way. So it kind of saves me some time on the back end because if people come to the self-care Sundays before they buy the product, then they kind of already know in advance. So and I think I might yeah. continue it outside of um, summer because I, I just want to see how it would go and I didn't want to commit to <laughs> unless I knew that people were gonna I didn't want to just do it to myself for myself, like mm-hmm. self-care Sundays by myself every Sunday. <laughs> so um, but I think talk I'll continue. To the yeah, talk to the camera, Hi. like hey, hey guys it's me talking to me me. hey replay hey replay viewers right like just but i'm glad that people are tuning in so then they are now i can I've, i've
3: hopped on and people are tuning in and you know i hope you encourage others who are like oh will i be talking to myself no just go live you'll be surprised by who joins and the more you do it the more people will join
2: Yeah. Yeah. At first it'll be like a couple of people and then eventually it'll get, you know, more and more Um, when you become dependable, I think is the, is the. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Consistency. And now the last time
3: we talked, you talked about having two audiences, like those estheticians who are kind of trying to figure out um, how or if they can. Uh, work this into their client care and then also just direct to consumers. So are you still trying to serve both audiences? If so, how's that going?
2: I think it's going really well. So I've, uh, I started this other, I didn't even mention this before, but I also started another program, like an esthetician um, partnership program. And what it is, is that um, I take, I reach out to estheticians who serve communities of color or, or of color themselves. And we, work together. So they provide, will provide me with content. Um, that's the agreement. Basically they'll show, they'll, they'll say, this is, you know, the before and afters on my clients and i provide them with a discount on our products. And so then we work with each other that way. So I can always, you know, continuously show results um, to the, to people who are interested and then they can use the products on people who are maybe scared to do it on themselves or, um, you know, are just like, I, I'd rather just have an, a professional do it. So those are, the, those are, you know, that's the kind of partnership it is. And they also have a link on my website um, where their companies are listed, their booking information is listed, and um, their portfolios are listed, their website's everything. So you can um, book with them and, you know, get anything done with them that you want, including um, Bell 51 uh, us- using Bell 51 devices. So that's like kind of something that we launched recently. And I think we have about 12 estheticians on the site about eight that are pending. Uh, They submit all of their esthetician esthetician certifications. So we have that stuff on file and, you know, they, there are, you know, it's a dependable source for basically getting an esthetician of color and it's listed state by state.
3: I love that. You're always thinking of, you know, ways to expand and creative ways just to get your product in front of people. So have you seen that that also results in more customers buying your product directly? Because, you know, sometimes I go to the salon and they use something. And if I could purchase it online, I'm like, thank you. Thanks for the tip. (laughs) I'm going to do this myself now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think that, you know, it's crazy because they're buying um, and they're also, you know, reselling with their discount because I give them a discount. So I give them like a hefty discount. And so they're able to have my, it's basically like a reseller, like they're able to have my products in their stores. So if somebody is interested, they can coach them through it as a professional, they can like allow them to purchase it from them directly. And so I think, I mean, it's just, it works well for everyone. And that was my concern. I didn't want that. I didn't want um, estheticians to feel like, you know, a lot of them um, are working really hard and gotten these certifications, put in all these thousands of hours, and to think that I was just going to try to like replace them totally. You know, it's like dermatologists or do it at home, and I know that that's not the case. I know that there are people who can afford to go to a esthetician every week, and there are people who can afford to, um, you know, you know, get things done by professionals. So I'm not going to rule them out. I want to join forces with them. So, um, and I appreciate their input too. I think another facet of that is that any of the this won't stop at laser hair removal. So any devices moving forward, they'll have their input mm. and they'll be able to say like, these are the things that I notice that my customers are asking for or wish or what I wish I had to right. be able to deal with these issues. So I mean, they can help me keep an eye on the trends mm-hmm. too. I
3: love that. And, and that thought process as well, because you're developing something that could, if you don't provide that context be seen as threatening to a certain industry, but it's, you know, and forgive me if this analogy is too basic, but it's kind of like you have you can buy makeup in stores, but it ain't yeah. the same as when that makeup, <laughs> that makeup, that <laughs> professional makeup artist does your yeah. face. Right. So, you know, one does not threaten the other. Um and they can in fact support each yeah, other definitely and they have been supportive and then some people who are qualified and and you don't have to be like super qualified to do your own makeup like we all buy our makeup and we love it and um it it's, it just supports each other when you want that even that touch base where you can ask questions and you can get that yep. you know um feedback on oh should i do it like this and what have you
2: yeah and everyone has By their own tips and tricks too industry. like so like they you know they just like makeup and you know like there are people who do it and you're like girl your makeup looks so good you you didn't go to anybody like and then there's times where you have to go to somebody so just like you said like it's just you know it's it's dependent upon experience and
3: um, and it's not an apples to apples comparison you guys so you don't (laughs) need you know You don't need some kind of qualification to use Bell 51 products. It's just saying that the industry of beauty and estheticians should not be feel-threatened. So you have hired a new team member. Tell us more about when you made that decision and why.
2: So I sent out an email newsletter to the Nesby of Columbia University. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for engineers who are interested in in being a part of my company. I went into my spiel and, you know, and then I heard back from one person (laughs) and this was the person I heard back from and she was excited about it and she'd already graduated. So she actually had access to their email because they, like she was like an officer and she'd recently graduated from the engineering program at Columbia. So I was really, really excited because you know, she was a graduate, she was interested and she, you know, was going to grad school. So part-time wouldn't be an issue. Um, And it's just that, you know, I I was ready to hire somebody because I thought, you know, I do kind of want someone else to who can think outside of, of me, you know, you can be the best thinker in the world, but I kind of wanted somebody with their input. So it's not even like, she's not like an employee in the traditional sense of like, she just does a specific function, uh, we talk, we run things by each other, and I'm hoping at some point we can, you know, get to, you know, a final, she won't be an employee, it'll be even more maybe equity-based, um, but I, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about having someone to bounce ideas off of um, and have, like, an engineer who, you know, understands, you know, the different uh, technologies that are happening. She works in manufacturing, so she understands things. She does a lot of my project, project management at the time. And it's yeah. doing it now, uh, currently. Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's been, it's just been a blessing. She wasn't oh. always getting paid, so. <laughs> how how did you convince someone to work for you when they weren't always getting paid? Well, I mean, I think it's so crazy. So she's not the only engineer that I've heard from. Um, That was just through Columbia. But I've gotten lots of emails from a lot of biomedical engineers. I've gotten from people Of women of color. I'm so excited. So like, it's just crazy. So it's like, you're getting so many qualified black women who are reaching out to me to ask me if I'm hiring. And that's just like, it's just a crazy experience to me. But in order to do that, uh, I think they have to be motivated, motivated by the mission. So I think they see the gap, they know the gap just as well as I do. And so they're really interested in it and they know they have the faith that it'll go somewhere. And, you know, if you present yourself as honest and you try to be as forthcoming as you can and, um, you know, share what you can, I mean, off the, off the bat in the front, I was like, Hey girl, I am putting this money into building this hair removal laser. So I don't know that it's going to happen immediately as far as like payment. And she was like, I am okay with that. And, you know, we'll work towards that. So, you know, I think those are the type of people you want on your team. Like for sure. If I can't, if I can find something for her, I, I mean, if I if she didn't have a specialty already, I would try to find something for her because it's like you want people who believe in your mission to be, you know. Oh, yeah. for you. and I'm so happy for you. So,
3: how are you juggling as far as support for customer service? You are you are a one woman show for so long, and people, the, you know, it's funny. The more information you give at times, it can feel like the more questions you get. So. How are you balancing customer
2: service these days? Um, so I think I talked about this before the the tip of like, if you can do it in 10 minutes, do it now. So like I have, I have that Tidio app that's still on my phone. So it's like I get text messages about when people are, you know, on the website and have questions immediately. So if someone has a question, I just answer it. If somebody sends me an email, like a customer service email. I try to just answer it. So that's what I've been doing Um I was going to even, I wanted to make sure that I brought this up to you, though, because like it's, it can be, it can be, you can get your emotions wrapped up in your customer service. Like, I don't know. Like, I never thought that I would because I actually did do customer service at some point. I don't remember when, but maybe high school or something. But like when it's your own company, you're like, you're like, you don't know. This is good. Like, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not using it right. (laughs) Right. You want to, you like feel so... So, like, uh, I don't know. You just get so wrapped up invested. in it. You're yeah, you're invested. And so, like, I mean, I, at some point, that's, like, one of the first things that I want to get rid of um, from me is, like, the distance between me and, like, the customer service. Because it's, like, even when things are late, like, let's say I sent something out on time, a device or through a carrier. Because of coronavirus, they kind of do what they want. And so, like, I'll get, like, emails that, hey, I didn't get this or I didn't get that. And I'm, like, I sent it, like... It's kind of, like... Um, when you deal with small businesses, people expect the same, I, I provide them the same service I can as Amazon, but I do not, I am not Amazon. And so like, mm-hmm. I can't just send out like, it's like, that's money. That's literally lots of money out of my pocket. Right. So it's, like, you don't just get to report it and say, like, if they're taking a long time, send me another one. It's, like, right how it works. (laughs) Like, like I have to, like, file a claim, make sure that it's actually lost. Like, let me see if I can try to get some money back from this before Mm -hmm. I just, like, send out duplicate things. So I don't know. It's just, like, taking some distance from it. It would be great. But I have been, I'm thankful to the pandemic for being home (laughs) all the time where I, if something pops up, I can actually, like, reply to it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, Amazon has spoiled us so, so much. It's like, I have to check myself because when I order from another website and I'm like, Michael, I go to track it? I'm like, why can I find it? Or, or like, <laughs> like I want this now, but you know, that's, that's not realistic, especially yeah. during this pandemic, you know? So before we jump into the lightning round, let me know and let us know really what's been the biggest challenge since expanding your product offerings and just in starting bell 51
2: uh i would say the biggest challenge and expand since expanding my offerings is keeping everything in stock at the same time if i'm out of one thing then i'm then i have that one in stock and then this it's just a back and forth and i would love to have everything in stock at the same time so i'm working on that i don't know i think i think it's it's just a constant challenge of believing in yourself um and You know, taking those steps—it's like it's motivation and and like and self confidence. I think those are the two things that are like the most challenging. It's like going through these barriers, even though you like you know, if you work hard enough, you have that faith that if you work hard enough, that you'll get through these these tough times. Versus you know, immediate immediate like release. Like you're like okay, I just put two hours in, so now I make a hundred dollars. Like that's not how it works. And so you know, getting over that kind of immediate you know sense of of, of feedback or positive yeah. feedback is something that you know I'm trying to get accustomed to in, right. in business in general we I mean, are not like overnight successful
3: yeah <laughs>
2: and how how are you working
3: through that challenge because we don't talk enough about how much mental strength you need how much you have to keep affirming yourself and and speaking life into your yourself as you face challenges and as you're tempted to doubt yourself we all go through it um how do you deal with it
2: um so I'm still in the process of dealing with it like I still I do talk to myself and try to reaffirm myself often and sometimes I repress it I think I repress a lot of the negative emotions I'm like it's just not something that you can deal with at this moment like self-doubt has to come later like just don't talk don't talk to that part of yourself today (laughs) like if you hear if you hear her creeping up like ignore her because you know she's not gonna be helpful today so
3: did <laughs> <laughs> she ever helpful? <laughs> well, I know what
2: you mean. Um, I think I
3: saw a quote uh, somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's that same mentality of, oh, nope, we don't have time for you today. When that <laughs> thought pops up, like we do, we literally do not have time for you. Like talk to that, talk to that negative thought. Like as a person, like, here you go again. Here you go. Like, like this is going to help anything. <laughs> yeah, like where,
2: you know, and I mean, the thing is that uh, I think being critical does help you sometimes. So it's like, yeah. I think being able to figure out how to filter in the thoughts that are criticism mm-hmm. that could help you and then like right. blocking out the things. It's like, so then what are we going to do about that? We can't do nothing about that. So what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go somewhere, you know, like you have to like filter it because sometimes it can be Mm -hmm. helpful. That same voice can be helpful. and Sometimes Sometimes not.
3: And one last question. So we touched on video a bit, but before we jump into the lightning round, tell us what is actually working in marketing right now? What is responsible for Bell 51's growth, continued growth?
2: I think the thing that's most, so I think it's, it's a couple of things. I think it's the communication. I think it's the the communication with the customers, like when they are asking questions. I noticed that the more that I was proactive about um, like questions that people had, or just even getting to um, and getting into more detail, and just being like very warm and, and friendly with people, the more that they were inclined to buy because they knew that any questions in the future or any problems they had, that I'd be there to reply to those. Um, and then another thing is marketing, so increasing that marketing, and that effort, the efforts towards marketing, um, on both Instagram and um, Facebook. And I'm trying to think. I think the last thing would be these next, these like next steps that I've been taking, like the esthetician program, um, and then like the skin device tool. Like those are things that I'm trying to do preemptively, like figure out how to answer people's questions before they you know, have them or, (laughs) or vocalize them. Yep.
3: So what it sounds like is you are doing a lot of trying to be one step ahead of the customer. Like, you know, the common objections and you're trying to get in front of them so that there will not be an objection at the time they're on that cart page that they're ready to add to cart and check out because all their questions are answered.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And it's still, that's still a process. Like I'm still, you know,
3: learning that. (laughs) So <laughs> well, keep on going. I'm, I continue to be so proud of you. And let's do a quick lightning round before we wrap up this season's Entrepreneur in Residence. Um, number one, what is a resource that is currently helping you the most in your side hustle that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro
2: audience? Uh, a plugin that I have been using. I talked about Tidio last time. There's one called Omnisend. Um That's an email, um, like it's an email kind of, uh, not a provider, but it it helps you with your email blast. And basically, it's just been helping me get out the the word, like anytime I want to schedule my automation or have my campaigns, it just makes everything really easy. The filters that I can put on are really, really specific. So if somebody buys a product, but then also interacts with a specific page and all that I can dwindle down all the way to that and send out, you know, automation to them. Um, So I just appreciate the tool. I mean, I'm sure there's a million that do the same thing, but, um, I mean, something really helpful for me.
3: I love it. Alrighty. What has been the best investment that you've made in your business so far this year?
2: Um, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to just, just claim it. This, this, this investment in this hair removal laser is the best thing this year. I am it is going to be the best thing this year um, and next year. And, yeah. <laughs> <The process. laughs> and never, never, never. <laughs> number three,
3: what's one of your hacks for being productive and not procrastinating when you got like a million jobs <laughs>
2: as you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I talk, I talk about it, but doing things immediately. And then also, um, so honestly, there's, so there's this action plan that I've been using, which is yours. This, <laughs> this side hustle pro go-getter action plan was really, really helpful for me. So um, I've been using that and it helps me stay consistent and, you know, plan out what I need to do. Okay. All right.
3: See, guys, I'm telling you guys it works. And I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, what is a non-negotiable part of your day these days?
2: Uh I think it's because I think I'm starting to take my evenings back. So I used to, so I'd wake up early in the morning, have my cup of coffee and work until like nine and then almost then watch like one Netflix show and almost go to bed. And then, you know, but now I think I, after sometime after seven, I kind of make sure that I have some time to sit and just like be, (laughs) you know, be, whether it's like making dinner, which is now like a luxury, like a thing that is something that I can do that makes me happy, which it didn't, always feel that way. But so, you know, just having like a couple of hours before I go to bed versus like having an hour to 30 minutes. I'm trying to see if I could spend some time with my boyfriend and even having phone conversations, Uh, taking back your time, just a little bit of it.
3: Number five, what is your parting advice for fellow side hustlers who are juggling a bunch of things, but really want to continue working on their business?
2: Yeah, I, I I mean maybe they don't have like um three jobs or something, but they maybe have a kid and two jobs or something. And I think <laughs> I think that doing do first. Um, you know, it's it's like build they said I think someone said build a plane, build the plane while you're flying it, like something like that. Like figure it out like while you're doing what? it. Like just just do it. Just just take that leap and just do it because um, it helps you to um, to make progress. You know, you can be critical of yourself later. But even if it's like, oh, I need to do this for my, you know, my, my job, do that immediately because, you know, it'll free up some time for your other, um, the other side hustles that you have and things like that. Mm-hmm. So just like, just, just, just do it. <laughs> Don't think about it. Don't analyze it. Uh,
3: I think that's such a perfect note to end this series. We've had three um, wonderful check-ins with Lisa of Bell 51 and followed her for a year as the entrepreneur in residence. And if there's anything that you could take away from her experience, I hope it is that, like that just do. We're not saying just do as in quit everything and just focus on your side hustle, but just do in the sense that you could, Type up a million business plans, a million goals, a million vision plans, um, spreadsheets to plot it all out, but you really won't start to learn until you place that first order for a product, get it back and start working on those prototypes and working it through with the manufacturers, put it up for sale, see what the customers say. Like You literally will learn nothing until you just do. So before we go, where can people connect with you and Bell 51 after this episode?
2: Uh, They can visit us at bell51.com. They can go to our Instagram at bell 51 Co. Uh, our Facebook group. is Bell51. And you can also email uh, me, Lisa, at bell51.com.
3: All right, guys, there you have it. Head over to SideHustlePro.co for all of the show notes from this episode, including all the helpful resources that Lisa mentioned in this episode. Thank you so much for joining and I'll talk to you next week.